Hello and welcome back to Tachikawa. You are listening to Sakamichi Nights. My name is Matthew Boynton and I'm joined as always by Daniel Bellamy. How are you today, Daniel? Pretty good. Had a week off the podcast. I'm feeling rested and ready. Right. Last Thursday was Culture Day. Yeah. So Wednesday was a late finish. Apologies to all of our thousands of fans all over the world. Waiting for their their dose of culture. Uh, for that one. Um, and also, many apologies to all of our fans that we are joined this week by uh, a returning guest. Guesting guest. Uh, guesting is guest, ripping the crown from the head of Kampai Planet's Mac. It's uh, the welcome return of Tyler. How are you doing today, Tyler? I'm good. Thank you. You've been having a good day today. Great day. Day of many results. Yes. Today. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, result in particular caught your attention today? Um, well, I've actually been following the Pakistani cricket team right. recently. It's the 2020 World Cup at the moment, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Not many people know that I'm actually a massive cricket fan. Yeah. Of, of the Pakistani team specifically? Specifically. Interesting. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so today I'm just kind of relishing in their victory mm-hmm. over the uh, the New Zealand team. Bit of a blowout, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, 2020 matches can be kind of close sometimes they come down to the wire Mm. every now and again but this one i mean did new zealand even show up for this match no no contest no contest at all i watched live from beginning to end and it was i mean i I actually felt bad right for everyone in new zealand right embarrassed yeah you know i mean it's it's for the whole country it's a tough watch yeah who do you think uh, stood out um, among a field of chokers? Who choked the hardest for New Zealand? Um, I would say, without question, Daryl Mitchell and Kane Williamson were two. Right. Just, I mean, absolute lopsided performances. Known so the, chokers, though. The star you know? player and the captain both failed to show up yeah. in this match. Yeah. Do you think this bodes poorly for the Rugby World Cup next year? I, I think this is a... a Certainly, sort of an omen, right? Like right. This, this is a, a stain, if you will. Mm, clearly, this is a sign of things to come. Um, it's it's looking bleak for the All Blacks coming up here in the future. So, yeah, well, dark days for New Zealand, but uh, happy days for the the Pakistan fans. Absolutely, amongst whom Absolutely. you can yourself. I wish the the listeners could actually see what I'm wearing right now. Yeah, the the Pakistan full, shirt that you're wearing, full outfit, full cricket kit, fully decked out. Would you say that the bowling of uh, Afridi made a big difference today? Uh, I would say uh, absolutely. His field work was uncanny. Mm. Yes, yes, that and his bowling were both extremely good. <laughs> <laughs> man, so close. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, those New, New Zealanders, man, they fold like a house of cards. Serial chokers, they're very much the South Africa of this World Cup, wouldn't you say, Tyler? I, I think I could probably organize, uh, you know, a, a practice squad and take on the New Zealand team. Mm, indeed, the only thing more pathetic than uh, losing to Pakistan in the semifinals would be uh, getting knocked out of your own World Cup at home. So congratulations, Australia, as well, for failing to even meet, uh, to, to make the semifinals. Mm. It's, been a, it's been a dark week for Antipodean sport all round. Um, I know that everyone is listening to this uh, as as huge cricket fans. We had such wonderful feedback from our cricket segment the other week. But that's not actually what this podcast is about, is it, Daniel Bellamy? No, that's not what it's about. What is this podcast about? We're on here to celebrate beer. Right. And we we maybe get some flack online for our bold this-is-not-a-review show stance. Mm. Um, So we've decided... 
to invite on uh, an expert reviewer this week. That's you, Tyler. I see you nodding, right? Because uh, you are currently the owner and operator, is that right, of a website called isitgood.com? That site is live, isn't it? It's all in the wording, but yeah, more or less. Right. Uh, and can you tell us what this website does? Absolutely. This website is a it is a time saver. Um, it is a it, it's a, a look into the the soul of products, things, events. I mean, whatever you are, are curious about, and you look at something, or you you know, you ask yourself, is it good? And this website provides the answer. Right. It's going to be either a, a yes or a no. There are no maybes on this site, right? Yep. It's either yes, it is good, or no, it is not good. We don't pander to the maybe crowd. Yeah, that's uh, that's really interesting. So I wonder if we could put this site to the test a little bit. Dan and I are gonna gonna just fire some things at you, uh, and as the the owner operator of this site, I want you to tell us whether these things are good or not. Absolutely. So just a yes or a no, please. Dan, you want to start? Cheese. I'm starting easy. Cheese. Yes. Beer. Yes. Toe cheese. Toe cheese? Toe cheese. Is that a French word? Man, you've already screwed this up. This website sucks. What? What is toe cheese? I just thought it was a yes or no. Don't we just search things? I don't know. I have to know I what it is. I think it's the, 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 the gunk that builds up on or between your toes. I broke the site already. Oh, is that what toe cheese is? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no. Peanuts. Yes. <laughs> Apologies to any peanut allergy sufferers out there. Sorry, you're wrong. Uh, the art of Marcel Duchamp. That's a, that's a hard yes. It's good. Potassium benzoate. No. Oh, okay, mm. good. The chess career of Marcel Duchamp. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Ascorbic acid. No. Hmm. So, apologies to anyone who might be suffering from scurvy. Vitamin C is apparently not good. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, you want to close this one out? <laughs> uh, being carried away by strangers in a hot air balloon. Uh, yes, absolutely. Hmm. Elon Musk. Oh, that's a trick question. Is it good or not? So yeah, this one is going to require a little bit of research. Mm, I feel like the website is falling to pieces in front of us. (laughs) We already displayed its inadequacies inadequacies with toe cheese. In a very Elon Musk style way, this, this whole enterprise is falling apart. Well, see, the thing is the website is created for more simple or like simplistic ideas, products, things like that. We were in the going in the right direction with cheese. Okay, so my final question then: uh, the New Zealand cricket team. No, good. Thank you very much uh, for all of your insights there. Um, as, as you mentioned there, beer. Yes, it is good, uh, and I'm glad you said that because one of the things we do on this in this show is to celebrate beer in all of its goodness and all of its its wonderfulness. Um, every week we pick one or a few things from the taps or from the fridge we drink them and then we talk about them a little bit what is the beer that we are planning to drink this week daniel Bellamy? uh this week we're going to drink shuzenji hop garden ale right from baird beer from baird 
Bad Brewing in Shuzenji. Mm. Uh, what can you tell me about this beer before we get into it? It's uh, it's a fresh hop ale, which means they use, I think they have their own hop garden there, right? They grow their own hops. And so they harvest them, I assume, uh, my understanding of fresh hop beer, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding of fresh hop beer is uh, it, it, they're hops that have been picked and they have been dried and processed, but they are from, they are the fresh ones from that harvest. Right. Different to a wet hop beer, which is pulling hops, as I understand it, again, straight off the vine and chucking them in uh, directly. So this is a fresh hop beer, which means hops have been dried, but they are ready to go into the beer. It's from this year's harvest of hops. And I think one of the really interesting things about this beer is that, as you say, they have their own little hop garden there, hop field, um, with all the different vines and so on. Uh, but it, it, it's very small, and the harvest is different every year. Mm. They're not getting the same volume. They're not getting even maybe the same uh, varieties of hops. So this is a beer that's going to be different every year from harvest to harvest uh, and from variety to variety and even from style to style. I was looking back, and uh, some of the previous iterations of this beer have been a golden ale or an IPA or a pale ale. Hmm. But uh, this year, it's a session IPA. So um, 5.3% and maybe a medium amount of bitterness. Tyler, is it good? We don't know yet. Let's find out. Yeah. Right, welcome back. We're here with our very in-depth reviews of this beer. Tyler, is it good? Yes. Good. Moving on. <laughs> Dan, what do you think of uh, the Shuzenji Hop Garden Ale 2022? Uh, I feel like it is vegetal mm. and herbaceous. Okay. Are you, these are good. Are these these, are, these the... are good, Tyler. Sorry, I don't know if you... You lost me already. <laughs> you're reading from the same list of words that you prepared yeah, you're for the, Tyler. You're the man last, of uh, elevated vocabulary. I should be speaking your language here. Would you say it's also calipitious? <laughs> Calipigious. Calipigious. Uh Yeah, why not? Let's say that. I think we can all agree on that one, though. Yeah. It's uh, it's quite earthy, I think, right? It, it tastes, I don't know, like to get into a, like a weird descriptor, it, it seems very grounded to me. I get, like, a, like I said, vegetal and herbaceous and kind of spicy and earthy notes to it, uh, which I think is really nice because you see um, it seems like IPAs go either full on like fruity, citrusy or kind of bitter, grassy-ish. And this one uh, goes a little bit different. We had a German IPA from uh, Open Air recently. Hopfenwissen, I think it was. Hopfenweizen. Hopfenweizen. Thanks, Rudolf. Uh, that struck a similar tone to me as well. And I think that this one does too. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not sure if it's from the, the fresh hops or what it is, but uh, yeah, I like it. Spicy kind of vegetal um, herbal notes to it. I like it a lot. Uh, it's good. Sorry. Is that? That's what oh, you're I, for. okay. Now I, it's I good. It. I got it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. You lost me with all those words, yeah. but we're back. Unlike the New Zealand cricket team, it's good. Right. Correct. Exactly. Yeah, I think uh, earthy, herbal, herbaceous, um, these are all good descriptors of this beer. It's got a, a slightly spicy nose mm. to it as well. Uh, it's really interesting. And um, talking to the team at Baird, one of the things they wanted to emphasize is that you can really taste the local area. You can taste the, the terroir um, of, of the local hop gardens there. Because, you know, as, as you know, Tyler, the, um, the local 
microflora, the bacteria and so on that are in the soil do have an effect on the taste of the hops. Absolutely. So the same variety of hops that are grown uh, in Chuzenji or in the Pacific Northwest will taste different. And you, uh, you will be able to taste the difference between those two. So when you drink this beer, you are really tasting Shuzenji, which is really interesting, I think. Mm. Uh, every time uh, we drink a beer on the show, we also like to pair it with something. Uh, although, of course, we can't pair it with the two most recent pairings, which were, of course, then. Two weeks ago, we drank bread and we paired it with, uh, or three weeks ago, I guess, we drank bread and paired it with a video game. Last week, uh, excuse me again, two weeks ago, we drank Primo Diablo and we paired it with an activity. So we can't have video game, we can't have activity. Right. It's been a hectic schedule over the last few weeks. Anyway, let's spin that wheel and find out what we'll be pairing this with. No luck. Just like that New Zealand team. Location. Okay, this is an interesting one because there is one extremely obvious answer. But uh, if you were to drink this beer... Somewhere, any, anywhere in the world, anywhere in the universe, Tyler, where would you like to relax and uh, drink a glass of this beer? I mean, this is a this is a, a softball, right? I mean, the obvious answer is... Sure, much like the balls that were being lobbed at the Pakistani cricket team that, today. Exactly. Soft and easy to exactly, smash over the boundary. Exactly. So I'm, you know, just like the, the Pakistani team, I'm going to smash this one for 100 points. Um, I think the obvious answer is Sakamichi brewery in, in Tachikawa, Tokyo, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Why? Obviously. Why Isn't that the answer? Why there? Uh, well, in in many, in the metaverse, or the this alternate universe, right? Yeah. There are a million places you could go, right? Sure. Right? Uh, okay. Let's but, continue with this. <laughs> I want to see where this is going. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's one of these things where, you know, less is more, right? Right. Simple, local bar, good people, good lighting. Yeah. This is where you want to be. Okay, so your answer to where you would like to drink this beer is where you are currently drinking this beer. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. What an imagination. Incredible. Really took us on a journey with that description as well. It's a bar. It has lighting. There are people. Great. Uh, Dan, how about you? Where would you like to drink this beer? Are we dis? We're disregarding the obvious. No, if you want to go there, I do, but I but I don't. I'll do something else. I'll leave it for you if you'd like. Uh, I went to. Um, I don't remember where it was, but I went to a, a place that was like a. Um, um, they were growing a bunch of medicinal plants. It was a, a rather large garden, and they were. <laughs> don't give me that look. Um, they were growing a bunch of different, it was in, uh, it was somewhere in South America and it was like, uh, some indigenous people had this, uh, I wouldn't say farm, but a pretty large plot of land where they were growing a bunch of medicinal plants for like all kinds of stuff, like, you know, uh, like antibacterial stuff for healing wounds and like things to, to settle your stomach and that kind of stuff. Um, but the thing I remember about this place, cause you go there and they'll, they'll take you on like a short tour. It takes five, 10 minutes, something like that of the garden. And they'll go around and they'll point out each one and, and tell you what it does. And then obviously they have a little shop there where they sell different kind of like teas and tinctures and whatever else that's all made from stuff in the garden. But the thing I remember about it and walking through the garden was, uh, the different smells that came up from all the different plants and herbs and things that were growing there and the flowers and stuff. Uh, it was really intense and wild. And as you pass through it, you kind of pass through all of these different uh, scents and flavors. 
And I feel like you get the same thing from this beer. So I would like to uh, go on that tour again and walk through that garden again while drinking this beer uh, because both locations are kind of grounded and earthy and herbaceous vegetal locations. Mm. Did you get to sample any of the medicinal plants? Uh, well, not while I was there, but um, as, as people who know me know, uh, I have some digestive challenges in my life. Yeah. Uh, so I bought some tea that was meant to help with that. And did it help? No, God, no. But uh, did it make things worse? <laughs> it didn't make things. I mean, no, it didn't make things worse. But uh, no, not in any kind of measurable way. I think my, my, I believe that many of my problems are uh, they're not of a physical origin. Okay. So metaphysical, metaphysical digestive issues over here. That's basically what I was talking about. Before. Tyler, let me just pull this one up on the website. Metaphys- metaphysical digestive <laughs> issues. Is it good? Uh, my, my initial reaction or gut would be no. Uh, your that, your gut says no. <laughs> that's correct. It's funny because Dan's gut says it. Yes. <laughs> All the time. Yes. Uh, that's a good answer. And and thank you for leaving the obvious one for me, uh, because it is what I'm going to choose. I'm going to say that I would like to drink this at the Bed Brewery in Shuzenji. Um, as everyone who's listening to this probably knows, I spent an extremely happy year and a half working at the brewery there. It's a fantastic location. Uh, it was a fantastic team when I was there as well. Mm. I, I really enjoyed working with everybody. And it was... Um, not, not to get too emotional, but it was a really big change in my life from working in a, a kind of an office job, which was good. And I, I like my coworkers and I like my job, but it was such a huge change to go and work in a factory, essentially, mm. with a completely different set of people in a different language as well. But to be to receive such a warm welcome and to, to, to feel so at home there so quickly was really special for me. So I, I took part in the hop harvest one year. Uh, and we, we used those hops to, to make a different previous version of this beer. Uh, and I would love to go back to bed uh, at any point to drink some more fantastic beer there and to, to enjoy the, the lovely scenery mm. as well. So that, that series of events was, was a positive catalyst for change, right? Change it, which, which you know, kind of propelled you forward. Yes. Uh, kind of the opposite of what's happening in New Zealand right now, right? Yeah. With the sports programs there just crumbling before our eyes. Choking. It's real down. Embarrassingly so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, some interesting pairings this week. Before we move on, I'd just like to say that I feel the need. The need for mead. This is going to be a rare double pairing uh, or double oh, tasting. Oh, snap. On this episode, because uh, yesterday I was down in Hiratsuka to do some brewing. Real ones will know what I was brewing down there with that big bucket of oranges. Uh, and anybody who has ever been to Idrisil Brewing at Hiratsuka knows that they also make extremely delicious mead. And I was lucky enough to bring a bottle back with me to Tokyo. So why don't we, why don't we taste some mead as well as some beer this week? Should we get into it? All right, welcome back. Uh, Tyler, what is mead? Uh, it's good. Okay, good. We got that out of the way. Uh, it's basically, it's honey and water mixed together, and then you put a bit of yeast in it, oh, uh, and okay. it ferments all the sugar and, and turns it into alcohol. Um, this one, uh, I think, according to the, the Idrisil website at least, was a blend of three different kinds of 
honey, there's some orange honey, some acacia honey, and some linden honey, which might mean linden berries or something mm. like that. Um, and then they infused it with French raspberries. So it's a delightful pink color as yep. well. How would you describe the flavor of this one, Dan? You definitely get the raspberry coming through. Um, I, I, I've had quite a few of the meads from, from Idrisil, and, uh, and they've all been really nice. Um, it's an interesting drink, right? Because the kind of honey, you always taste the honey in it, and I don't know if that's, uh, like, that might sound like a dumb thing to say, but there's a lot of different kinds of honey that have a right. different flavor to them. And when you make a mead, as I understand it, you would choose a specific kind of honey to go with it. So you always notice the character of the honey in it. I don't have enough of a discerning palate to know what that, like, to tell the difference. But I, I assume that you you make that pairing. So you can definitely taste the honey that they used in this. Uh, and you the raspberry shines through over the top. I don't know. It's a nice blend, right? Like, those two flavors, if you were to just have a bowl of nice fresh raspberries and a bit of honey with them, that would be pretty tasty, I think. That's a good pairing. Yeah. That is. I actually have a question. Is mead an acronym? No. It's just a word. Yes. Oh, okay. uh, it's actually, and you know, someone might jump in and correct me on this, but I read once that it's uh, it's also the the origin of the term honeymoon as well, because uh, you know, back in the day, um, I guess maybe for wealthier people in society, like marriages were arranged marriage, and you they were designed to create an heir um, for the for the line. And so you would get married and essentially you would drink honey mead uh, every night for a month. Uh, the moon, right? The cycle of the moon to get you in the mood. Mead for the mood for the moon. I don't even care if you're making this up. This is a, this, this should be the best Yeah, story. so it was the honeymoon because it was the moon cycle, the month in oh. which you drank honey mead every night. So you could uh, get to the baby making. Wow. With someone you just met, is that and true, who's man? probably twenty years older than you? Uh, Can you verify this? You're you're asking me for the information on my new website. Is it true? dot com? <laughs> yes, the this answer is, the is sister website. I don't know. It sounds uh, plausible. I used to uh, co-present a little TV show called MythBusters with Jamie Heineman, um, and we, we 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 looked into stuff like this. I will have to add this one to the list of uh, of myths that we need to look into. Um, this is uh, going to be a rare drink that we have on this uh, podcast that uh, people can't actually come in here and enjoy. We don't serve this, and we don't have any in bottles either. Basically just taunting. But uh, if it sounds interesting to you, and it is very delicious, then uh, if you're in the, the Hiratsuke area, please do check out Idrisil Brewing. Um, we, we are doing some brewing down there as well at the moment, so you might run into me um, fooling around in back. Uh, and you will certainly get to drink some very delicious mead if you are there. Mm. Every time I do bring at Idrisil, I have a couple of beers before I leave, and I usually finish that session with a nice glass of whatever mead they have. Do you scream at him, I feel the need! The need for mead. Every time. Yes, yes. Good. It still hasn't got old. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the beer that we were drinking earlier, this Shuzenji Hop Garden Ale. Um, as you were saying, Dan... Some people say that there is a difference between uh, the terms fresh hop and wet hop ales. Other people say that those basically mean the same thing. Uh, and I think this beer might split the difference a little bit mm. uh, between them, um, at least based on my experience uh, of being involved in the brewing process there. 
So a wet hop ale, you might say, is uh, when you just pull the hops straight off the vine and use them in the beer immediately, right? You don't dry them out or process them mm. in any way. And that preserves some of the more interesting earthy and vegetal characters of it. Whereas a fresh hop ale might be uh, just using the very fresh hops that you have in your local area that have not been really processed anywhere beyond picking them and maybe leaving them for, for some time. Uh, and when I was there, when we made the beer, we kind of did a bit of both. We did the, uh, the hop harvest very early in the morning uh, on, on whatever day it was and, uh, and then divided the, um, the hops into three piles and we used a third of the, the hops that we had harvested that very day to make the beer. Um, it might have even just been two piles. So we put half of them into the beer that day and then the other half were kind of dried out in the boiler room and then used for dry hopping mm. uh, a week or two later on after right. that. So it was a bit of both. It was a bit of the wet hop and the fresh hop ale. But either way, it's very interesting that you can really taste the character of Shuzenji and of the, uh, the hop garden that is there. And that leads us into a question that we got from a regular listener. It's Krinot Krishna. Thank you very much for your question, Krishna. And it goes, with all the different beers from different countries you've carried, can you say that certain countries have particular craft beer quirks? What tendencies have you noticed or interesting things you've picked up? So she's asking about the, the local terroir or lo local quirks of just beer in general. Are you, are you paraphrasing English to English for me? Yes. Because I appreciate that. Yes. Thank yes. You. Let me just break this one down okay. for you, Tyler. It's good. Yeah, it sounds like that's a, that's a great... Is, is this a good question? That's a great question. Yes. Yes, it is a good question. So this one's for the table. Have any of you noticed any particular interesting quirks about beer from particular countries? I think this supersedes my you know, capacity to explain or talk in, in depth about beer. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to just immediately pass the microphone metaphysically to Daniel. Metaphysically. There was a lot of vocabulary in that sentence. Big words. You've been spending so much time reading Pakistan cricket blogs that you haven't had time to do any research for this. That will change soon. Dan, have you noticed any particular things about beer from different countries that we're having? I think that every country is probably a bit uh, like beholden to their traditional styles. So I, th I think that good, um, like interesting and modern and boundary pushing craft beer is being made everywhere. But I think um, due to the history in each place that uh, brewers in those places also have a connection to traditional styles that were popular there. And so they are um, like they're continuing to excel in making like new and innovative craft versions of traditional styles from their local area. So in that regard, you're going to see. You know, some like the what you would describe as like predominantly British styles, you know, best bitters and things like that. A lot of the the good British breweries, while they might be banging out excellent hazy IPAs and West Coast IPAs, they're also going to make some really amazing uh, craft bitters as well. Uh, so I, I think you see that everywhere. But also an interesting thing that you see now, even beyond just traditional styles, is people reaching back even further into the past to go to like really kind of local kind of folk styles uh, and and trying to recreate 
traditional brewing methods, either accurately recreating them, like full on whatever that might entail, brewing in, you know, clay earthen pots or whatever, or trying to recreate those flavors in a modern system. Um, you see a lot of that, and that reaches back into a local's place, like their, their beer making heritage and the kind of things that, that were made, you know, 100, 200 years ago. That kind of stuff I think is really neat because that's a connection back through history that is tied very clearly to the local area. But I think what we've seen with the importers bringing beer in from all over the place now, like, it, you know, for a long time predominantly it was American beer coming in, but now we get beer from all over Europe. I know from traveling uh, in Central and South America that there's really great beer being made there. I think there's good really excellent craft beer in all different styles being made all over the world right now. Um, so culturally, I think reaching back into history and making traditional styles, uh, either things that are still in existence now and making craft versions or even going back into the anthropological record and trying to make interesting things that it might have fallen out of production. Uh, I think that's probably the, the local quirk that you see. This is the future liberals want, right? Sounds great to me. Working people across the world, joining hands to share ideas and to make excellent things together. Um, I think that's very true. And I think, uh, obviously, America is the big driver of craft beer culture across the world now. So definitely the Japanese market has been shaped by the kind of beer that came out of America. Hazy IPAs are the most popular thing that we sell in here. Mm. And so that's what a lot of people make. And so maybe our viewpoint is slightly colored by the fact that we operate here in Japan. But I remember going back to the UK, which would have been 2019, so the last time I was back there, and a lot of craft beer uh, bars will have a row of American-style uh, kegs on tap, mm. but they will also have a row of cask ales right. on tap. And so it might be difficult to really get a sense of the interesting and unique things that certain countries do if you don't visit those countries, mm. right? Because that kind of cascale just doesn't travel. And also, it's difficult to find other countries that have the setup to serve it, right. right? Anywhere outside of the UK. So maybe this is the future that liberals want. We should all be joining hands to make things together and we should all be traveling around the world mm. to sample each other's beers. More uh, cascale, I think, is what you're calling for. Yes. I'm down. That's one of the things yes. that I'm calling for. Hand certainly. Pumps. Yes. More beer engines. Is this a revolution? Is this the, the start of it here? Let's call it an evolution, okay. Tyler. Great question, Krishna. Thank you very much for mm. getting in touch. All right, Dan, what do we have coming up in the fridge or on the taps that you feel people ought to know about? On Friday coming in uh, on delivery, we have Sierra Nevada Celebration Fresh Hop right. Ale. Uh, that's a great beer. I love that. That comes in this time every year. That was going to be your beer that you would drink year-round, wasn't it? Uh, no, that was Jubilee by Deschutes, Jubilee, which okay. is also coming in, but not this Friday. Right. That will come in December sometime. Jubilee, also great. Anyway, Celebration is coming in. Celebration's a great beer. Uh, we have a keg of it, but I'm not sure when that will go on. But the cans are coming out on Friday. We'll probably put them in the fridge straight away, I think. That's going to be pretty good. Tyler, you look like you have something to say. No, I'm just thinking. You're oh, just thinking. Semi-aloud. Okay. Uh, one other thing coming up on Friday is that we'll have a tap takeover mm. event yep. uh, featuring Echoes Brewing, Echoes Brewery, uh, one of our favorite breweries from America or from the Pacific Northwest. Uh, and indeed... Uh, the, the head brewer himself from Echoes will be joining us in the evening 
to sling a few beers and to, to chat with anyone who wants to come along to, to that event. Should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. Mm, me definitely. too. Tyler, why don't we wrap up uh, this pod with a quick review? Your appearance. Was it good? You know what? I'm at, I've, I actually, I have to say. <laughs> I'm looking for a yes or a no here, Tyler. I have to say, I'm inspired by both of your reviews. Uh, you know, they, were, they were so in-depth. Um, there's always a, a link. Dan, it's always a connection. Was Tyler's appearance good? Mm, it's waning down. Let me let me connect this. Let me put this all together with a story, and I think this will make sense. Good. Yeah. When I was a high school student, mm-hmm. I used to date this cheerleader. This isn't a recipe blog. <laughs> You're right. It's not. Uh, when I was a high school student, I used to date this cheerleader, and. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she was popular, very, very attractive, and um, one of the larger, hefty, beefy linebackers um, from the football team took took a liking to her, and then one day he challenged me to a fight. And? I don't know. I guess he just moved to Texas or something like that. So much like that situation, I think, yeah, tonight was good. Okay. So... Unresolved, unresolved <laughs> tension in the air. Uh, thank you very much for coming in today, Tyler, and for sharing that very personal and moving story with us. Um, Mac, if you're listening, this is the person who has replaced you as the guest. <laughs> guest. These are the kind of stories that we get. Dan, thanks for being here. It's been a real pleasure. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will see you again next time. Sorry to leave you on that story, but uh, hopefully you listen next week. Thanks again, everybody. Bye. What the hell was that? <laughs>